0: As Dan said, I'm the the State Director for Baptist Mission Australia for Tasmania and Victoria and I'm the envy of the State Directors because I get to be the State Director for Tassie and you all are such a a gift to our organisation as you've shown us ways of pioneering in mission in places like Hobart and throughout the state. And I want to thank you. Uh, Dan so graciously thanked Me thanked us, our organisation, for partnering with you all, with the van and and some other things. But I want to thank you. You are making yourselves available to really show what it means to be in mission across the street and across the world. Um, And that's not as common as we would like it to be. So thank you for pioneering in that space. Um, I feel like I need to go back there and dance with Grace and join, join the party. That might be the Pentecost moment that I'm missing right now. You need to turn the mic off if you feel like you need to do that. Do I need to move over this way? Okay. I'm just being... Oh, this thing's not as heavy as it looks. I'm not nearly this strong. How's that? Okay. Very good. Uh, so thank you so much for having me today. So as you heard, um, and as you saw on our, on our slide there, that um, our theme for May Mission Month is And I don't know if I can... Can I get one of those up? Is that possible? Oh, oh. Getting dazzled by the lights. Oh, no, you're fine, mate. No worries, no worries. So, um, and it's not necessary right now, but we've talked about being alongside us in four different ways, that we would be people of prayer, that that would be an important part of being an alongside in mission, that being people of peace is a critical part of being an alongside in mission, that we would be people of love and that we would be people of, who partner and you saw that in our short little video there and today I just wanted to share briefly with you and hopefully encourage you in mission by talking about being people of peace Um, I want to remind you and and again seeing all the wonderful activity going on in this church I, I probably don't need to but I want to remind you that any one of us can be alongside us in mission you don't have to go far overseas even though that's a noble and good call Uh, you can be alongside people in your neighbourhood and in the relationships you're already committed to. It means showing hospitality and grace and peace. Um, But as we think about what it means to be people of peace specifically, I want us to look at a passage from Acts. Um, If I could bring those words up so you could follow along, that would be awesome. Beautiful. Okay. So let me just read this passage from Acts. Acts. And the story of a woman called Lydia. One of the things I love about the book of Luke and Acts, and specifically Acts when it comes to the early church, is that these are ordinary mission stories. There's doors closing and doors opening, opportunities coming and going, mistakes being made, and God's grace showing up. Uh, this is the story of an extraordinary mission of God in the ordinary hands of God's people and that's us right so think about that as you hear this story the names can be a bit off-putting but I come from a place called Yakandanda, so it's not off-putting to me strange place names aren't that weird are they so let's read together from Acts 16 uh, verses uh, starting at verse 6 so they which is Paul and his companions went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia When they'd come opposite uh, Mysia, they attempted to go to Bithynia. I don't know how to say these words. Forgive me if there's any Greek scholars here. Um, But the spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Mysia, they went down to Trias. And during the night, Paul had a vision. And there stood a man of Macedonia pleading with him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when he had seen the vision we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia. Notice there it says we. Uh, Luke's joined them now. Being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. And so from Troas we put out to sea and sailed straight for Samothrace. And the next day they went on to Neapolis. From there, we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony in the leading city of the district of Macedonia. And we stayed there several days. And on the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. And we sat down and we began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Theatira named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. And she was a worshipper of God and the Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptised, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. So I want us to reflect a few minutes here, and I promise it won't be too long, on two main characters of this story. The first being Lydia as a person of peace, and then of Paul as a peacemaker in mission. So first, uh, let's look at Lydia. What stands out to me in this passage is the way that she exemplifies the person of peace and the virtue of peacemaking. And we see this in several ways. First, she was a person of hospitality. And you can imagine when the Apostle Paul and his crazy companions arrived, they needed a place to say they were strangers. And yet she offered hospitality. She opened her home to them. She provided them with food and shelter. Now Lydia's story, I don't know how much you all know about Lydia, but she's a remarkable person from what we understand about ancient, uh, ancient times and this time in history. She's a, uh, an incredibly successful businesswoman in a male dominated society and she was open to the message of the gospel in a culture that valued Roman power and the worship of Roman gods. She was a person of virtue and she welcomed the stranger. Now, as a trader, as a businesswoman, she would have been pretty accustomed to what it means to be with people from different places. That would have been part of her job. And so she was able to move in grace toward Paul, this stranger, this Roman citizen, but a Jewish man in her city. And 2,000 years later, this is part of what we do, isn't it? This is what we are called to do, to welcome the stranger, to come across lines of division, to bring hope and healing where there's hostility and where there's difference. So the next part of what I think she did for us as an example is offering empathy and compassion. Incredibly compassionate person. She recognized that the message that they shared is one of hope and love, right? It bridges a gap, and in this particular instance, between a Jewish person and a Gentile person. It brings together the spirit of reconciliation, and Lydia offers compassion as her peacemaking gift. What's really interesting about her too in this story um, is that she was probably the first European convert in the early Christian movement. She's very much the mother of Western Christianity. Um, and the treasures of theological reflection and mission that have come from that part of the world. So we give thanks for that even today as we celebrate the birthday of the church. So thirdly, Lydia was a person of courage, um, a person of some wealth and a good deal of influence and social standing in her community. People would have looked to her. They would have said, what's Lydia thinking? What's Lydia doing? She would have been a leader in her community. And yet she was not afraid to associate herself with a group of outsiders, these itinerant preachers. That would have taken some courage, eh, to be a bit different. And by welcoming the apostles into her home and embracing the message, she took a stand for what she believed in, which always takes courage. The worship of Roman gods would have been very strong in her community. Uh, to concede the lordship of Christ would have been a very brave act. And we can celebrate Lydia's courage today. So what might this mean for us um, as outsiders um, in a community that, let's face it, the church doesn't have a dominant voice like it once might have in Australia? It means we need to be on the lookout for people like Lydia. We need to be looking for people like Lydia who are people of peace in the community. People who show hospitality and compassion and courage. It's an important example of the way the early Christian mission community was breaking down barriers and cultural difference. And I see in this church a beautiful example of that, that where there is cultural difference, we move toward one another. Even if we don't always understand each other, even if we have to uh, deal with the awkwardness of cultural difference and language difference, we move toward one another. So to Paul, let's see what we can learn from Paul from this passage. First, Paul and his colleagues, I would say, and I think you'd agree, they're sensitive to the spirit. It's amazing in this passage, isn't it? We often read where, where God miraculously opens doors and makes a way. Twice in this little passage, it says, no, you can't go there. The Spirit says, I'm not allowing you to go to that place. Um, Even our strategies and plans need to be submitted to God's Spirit, and we're especially mindful of that today uh, on Pentecost. The Spirit, we need to be sensitive to the Spirit. The second thing I want to say about Paul is that his companions go outside their comfort zone. Do you notice that? They leave the spaces that they control and they enter into the community as guests. This is a key distinctive of the early Christian movement, where they were a minority in that community and mostly without power and often pushed to the margins. It's good news for us, isn't it? Because we, as a Christian church, don't have positions of authority necessarily in the community. And yet we can share the gospel Because we are agents of God's mission, and we can do that through being people of peace. And thirdly, Paul and his companions submit their work and their plans to the work and the ways of God. It's interesting to note that it says in this text that God is the one who opens hearts. All throughout Luke and Acts, it's God who is the main actor. There's wonderful drama. And great, uh, great action and courage from all the characters through scripture. But it's the God of the universe who is the primary mover. And it's really important to note here that it doesn't say that Paul opened her heart because he was really clever and used enormous words and was very smart. It doesn't say that at all. It says that the Lord opened her heart. And I think that's good news for people who aren't so great at words like me and maybe like you. It is God who opens people's hearts and it's God who softens our ears to hear what we need to hear at the right time. So as a community of peacemakers, let's think about what that might mean for us as churches in Australia in our different contexts. We're going to need to be sensitive, aren't we? Let's be sensitive to the spirit of Jesus. We need to revisit the stories of Jesus again and again. What did Jesus do How did Jesus live? Who did Jesus make friends with? He is the prince of peace after all. Is there conflict in this community? Is there conflict in Australia generally? Is there antagonism and distrust? Of course there is. How can we follow the spirit of Jesus to make room for reconciliation and make room for the restoration of relationships? And they might be intimate ones in our family and friendship network or they might be ones across our communities uh, in places where there's cultural difference and histories that run very raw. The second thing we'll need to do is go outside the places that we control. We need to go into the community where people gather and where real life happens and I see that happening in this church. It's a beautiful encouragement to me as I go from church to church in Tasmania and Victoria as well. And we know it's very good to welcome people into this place. We recognise the value of this beautiful building and its functionality and the people who meet here throughout the week. But it's really important too to go out into the world and into the community. Maybe there's a coffee shop you go regularly to, a group you're part of. These are the places that God is just as keen to be active in as God is keen to be active in this church building. As someone reminded us earlier in our children's talk, the church are the people of God. It's not a building. So, where's the riverbank? We heard in this story about a riverbank where Paul went, thinking it might be a place of prayer. Where might be those places in your communities? And finally, we must be willing to submit our longings to the work of God. We should be interested in real, loving relationships that allow God to do the convicting and the heart opening. It can be really easy for us, for you and for me, to feel anxious or under pressure when we endeavour to join in God's mission. What will I say? Will I use the right words? What's the formula that gets this across the line? But being people of peace means that we are going to be non-anxious agents of God's love in the world, right? Non-anxious agents presence in the community it means that we're going to be earnest about our faith it will be heartfelt it will be courageous but it won't be aggressive or forceful God is the primary mover when it comes to mission and we can trust this and simply love people where they are trusting that God's going to meet them where they are in the same way that we were met so what does this look like well this is where I turn it over to you and In the weeks and months and years ahead, you're gonna have stories of being peacemakers in the community and we're gonna be excited as an agency of Baptist Mission to hear those stories. Um, One of those stories I wanna share with you as I finish is from our Thai team. And it was so good to see Jit and Jan up there. Thank you for your partnership with them. Thank you for your faithful support of the incredibly beautiful work that they do. A little bit further to the north and to the east of where they live is another part of our Thai team. And I'm going to play a video now um, to close. And I hope that it encourages you as you think about Lydia and as you think about this woman in this video and as you think about the neighbours in your community that you can be an agent of peacemaking and of transformation uh, because of and through God's mission in the world. Thank you.